Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Hey, I want to tell you about the lab. If you haven't heard, it is wellness. Anywhere you go, you could listen to it like a podcast. Um, they're basically live Zoom classes, but you could listen to them on a run, or you could turn the camera on and engage with them. We have a thriving community of like-minded people trying to live better lives, and it's been amazing. Not only do we have the foundational classes like codependency and and, uh, ch- and trauma and relationships and all that, but we also have a lot of fun classes because it's so hard to make friends as adults, right? So we have tarot card readings, we have soul shower, we have astrology readings. Uh, we're turning wellness into a lifestyle. We're also uh, going to run a retreat soon. So come and hang out with us. Come ride with us. Go to the website to get into uh, the lab and then go download the app. We have a brand new app out with tons of audio. I'm going to give you a discount code um, and this is for a limited time. So if you're listening to this, you could join the lab for only $20. It's like a drop-in fee. For three months, it's $20 a month. Go to tatlab.app. That's tatlab.app. And the discount code is live better. It's case sensitive. So all lowercase, one word, live better. And I will see you in the lab. Okay, brace yourself because this episode may be a little bit longer than 10 minutes because this do is one of my favorites out of the 66 do's and don'ts in my new book, I Used to Be a Miserable Fuck, A Meaningful Guide, A Man's Guide, and Every Man's Guide to a Meaningful Life. I'm sorry. Listen, I know it's my own book and I should (laughs) know this shit, especially the title. Here's the thing. That's a long title. I Used to Be a Miserable Fuck, comma, An Every Man's Guide to a Meaningful Life. All right. Anyway, this one is number 36, and it's Do Love Hard. So I've been talking about loving hard for a very long time, and um, a lot of it comes from my own experiences, uh, my own love learnings, uh, and also helping people uh, with their relationships over the last decade, thousands of people, and just pulling out themes and... I think generally, overall, we love soft, and I'm including myself in that, and and it's not that, you know, when I say love soft, I'm not saying that we're not putting effort into it, I'm saying um, we're not leaning into our resistance, right? A lot of times when we love, we love when it feels comfortable, and when there's discomfort or resistance, when we actually have to take ownership or look inward, we kind of drop the ball uh, that's when we we run, right? <laughs> and so that's what I mean by loving soft. And also, if you do that, you're also gonna love in an unhealthy way. So it's not just when I, when 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 I say love soft, I'm not saying that you're not you know putting all your heart into it. That's not what I mean. Anyway, I like you uh, have never gone to love school because it doesn't exist, and it should. They should be teaching you this shit in high school, right? So we could avoid a lot of heartbreak and pain and unhealthy patterns. Um, I never knew what healthy or unhealthy love was. I mean, I would just meet someone, and if I had the hots for them, 
Do people say that these days? The hots? You have the hots for someone. <laughs> uh, then it's suddenly a relationship, and I've been in many in my life, right? I've been married for uh, five years, dated uh, for many years, like, you know, had three-year relationships, a couple two-year relationships, a few uh, a few, few months relationships. Um, and I've experienced, uh, I feel like I've experienced, like, everything you know i feel like i've experienced um codependency i feel like i've experienced um healthy love i, I feel like i've ex- experienced if, uh, infatuation like i i feel like i've experienced a a, a, a a big spectrum right of of love and i think i've learned a lot um here's the thing okay i want to start with this first love is not a feeling i believe love is an action um, therefore we must not look at love as like something that is given, um, but something that we earn, that we hone, that we practice, learn from, work at. Uh, I like this idea that loving someone is a practice, right? Um, I think people think that just cause they feel something and they go, uh, put actions behind those feelings that that's what love looks like. And usually that's not because, uh, sometimes those feelings although powerful, aren't coming from a healthy place and your actions are going to line up with that and you're going to be doing um, behavior and acting in a way that isn't healthy. So here's a question. Why do we, um, and I'm going to say especially men because this this book was written uh, for men and also um, a lot of the men that, that I've experienced uh, not only in coaching but also personal personally with friends, etc. Why is it that we have no trouble putting in extra time at the gym, work, overtime office right when it comes to things like our cars and toys we have no our hobbies we have no problem putting in, in extra time but when it comes to um love we we it, we don't usually work on it right unless we have to and i and i always feel like imagine the kind of love that we would experience and how many marriages could be saved how many children would grow up with healthier definitions of love if we, and when I say we, yes, I'm including everyone, but I'm talking more so uh, to men, we put more time and effort into loving someone um, as we do with our, our careers and our bodies, you know, and whatever we spend most of our time and energy in. So that's the thing is um, if you're going to love, love hard. And let's talk about what healthy love is and what uh, unhealthy love is. So uh, by loving hard... I mean a uh, daily offering, you know. Uh, I think loving is a gift. Um, it does have conditions that shape the self and strengthen the other. I think healthy love is feeling powerful and independent. I always say it's grilled cheese and soup on a rainy day, but not every day. Healthy love is patient. It's practicing kindness and accepting. Um, it's trying to understand before trying to be understood. Healthy love requires a tremendous amount of responsibility. You know, when, when we think about love, we don't usually think about responsibility, right? <laughs> we think we think about hot sex and connection and, and all that beauty. Um, but healthy love requires responsibility, you know? If you're going to invest in someone, there's a responsibility to that, which involves communication on all levels. So it's not just uh, verbal communication, but it's also... Uh, the subtext, right? Being able to read body language and what someone's really trying to say. Question, what is interfering with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, I want to tell you about BetterHelp. 
BetterHelp will assist you in your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. If you struggle with depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, anger, grief, self-esteem, check out BetterHelp. And here's what I'm going to do for you today because I want you to start living a, a happier life, a more meaningful life. I want you to get up in the morning and feel like you are living, not just existing. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com angry. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash angry. Uh, healthy love is about holding a healthy, safe space. I talk a lot about holding safe spaces, well, partly because I'm a therapist, but um, I think that's the soil for everything. And if you can't give someone a safe space, um, that container, your your relationship's cracked because if someone doesn't feel safe, they're not going to be able to trust uh, you or... or, or uh, practice vulnerability, right? And if you don't practice vulnerability, you're not showing yourself. Um, the way that we connect, the way that trust is built um, is by being vulnerable, is by showing yourself. It's by doing life with someone, not around. So healthy love is about building trust. It's about being vulnerable. It's about providing a safe space, um, creating spaces by uh, not making it about you. Right, part of making a space safe is to make it about the other person as well. Um, having faith and holding a commitment. Healthy love promotes growth in two strong containers. This reminds me of the image that I saw ten years ago. I think it was in a yogurt ad, and um, it was two elderly people in separate bathtubs. I think they were like at the Grand Canyon looking down at the world and they were facing in the same direction and I, I saw it and I was thinking this is what healthy love looks like right they're not in a jacuzzi they're um, oh and, and what they were connected by their their hands so they were sitting in these bathtubs or laying in these bathtubs and they were uh, only connected by holding hands and I thought it was really it just looked really healthy and I, I like the fact that they were um, they're probably in their 80s and I love the fact that they've you know done life together come a long way and now they're like they have you know sitting up uh, at, the, at the grand canyon with this spectacular view it looked really peaceful um and they're still in these separate containers these bath bathtubs and i think a lot of people their definition of love would be you know a, a hot young couple <laughs> inside a jacuzzi uh and and not facing in the same direction but facing each other right um and i and I get the the uh, I get the um, how romantic that is uh, or hot, but it's also to me that feels very unhealthy. And I say that because I uh, when I was married, I was uh, definitely codependent. There was a lot of enmeshment. Um, I thought love meant you sacrifice everything, um, including your li- yourself, you know, for the other person, you know. And I got that. Partly just being Korean, coming from um, you know Korean culture, and um, or or maybe it's not a Korean thing. Maybe it's just you know my my dad. Uh, but um, you know there was no sense of 
an independent whole being. It was basically um, we're all in this together. We all go down together <laughs> or we thrive together. That's kind of how my dad approached family and love. And so I think partly it was from from, from those distorted definitions um, and maybe partly just my own self, my own wiring, my own, um, you know, filling my own holes, you know, codependency. Uh, part of it is about feeling a lack uh in yourself and wanting to lose yourself in someone else because that then you know then you find that you are uh you are more valuable right and and i think that we do that because it feels good and i think we do that because it also um makes love then very romantic and there's a lot of movie magic behind that um you know the notebook and other movies that kind of portray this idea that love means that you lose yourself in someone else and so a combination of all that you know cultural my dad's also uh, uh, an alcoholic so you know uh, me being an adult child of an alcoholic and of course um you could throw a quarter and hit an addict so chances are you are also an adult child of of a, of, of some kind of um addict and um with that comes um, a lack of tools. With that comes um, a, a very slippery position to uh, fall into codependency. Speaking of codependency, let's just talk about unhealthy love real quick. Um, unhealthy love is being powerless, uh, selfish, and enabling. It has no boundaries. Un unhealthy love is contingent. It's immature, irresponsible, and dependent. Unhealthy love is urgent, right? I remember when I was married, I was like, you know, if something bothered me, we had to talk about that right now. Almost like it's like the parent coming into the school and dragging the kid out of school. That was basically me demanding to be loved, right? Like if there was something wrong, we need to, you know, everything stops until this is settled kind of thing. Um, and, it, and, of course, that's uh, low awareness and, and very, very selfish. Uh, there's desperation behind it that produces manipulation and compromise of self. Unhealthy love is a pissing contest, a tug of war, a mute silence, a kickstand. And by kickstand, I mean um, you guys are not only like supporting and encouraging and leaning on each other, but you're just, you know, you're dependent, right? This, this dependency, right? You're going to fall if the person's not there. Unhealthy love promotes the false self and stunts growth. It is a drug. So when I say love hard, I'm saying love in a healthy way love as a practice love where you are looking inward um the thing about relationships is there's you there is the other person and then there is the relationship and the relationship is its own living breathing thing and when two people love hard right love in a healthy way they create something greater than themselves they create something greater than the parts and that relationship is like this own thing um, that's beautiful, and that's going to carry both both people, and you know, with with withstand the turbulence, etc. Um, if you have people loving soft or in an unhealthy way, the thing that they are creating that's bigger than themselves can slowly um, bring them down. Right? It could be a greater force that starts to drown people. So you're going to eventually create a relationship that is greater than you. That's going to promote and lift and make two people thrive. Right? Or you're going to create something that's greater than you that's going to be shackles on your ankle and bring you down um, and drown you most people that end up uh, getting coaching by me end up um, 
calling me because they have created something greater than themselves that actually drowns them. And that is because they are loving soft and in an unhealthy way. Um, to love hard, you have to acquire tools, um, create a, self, a sense of self, right? You have to go on your self-betterment journey. It's not just about reading a book or deciding. I mean, that can be the beginning, um, but it is a practice. It's a daily practice, and it's not easy, right? So do love hard. I think that boys love soft. I think that men love hard. Um, if you like that do, the, there are many more do's and don'ts in my new book. I encourage you to pick it up. It is uh, the accumulation of my last uh, 10 years of my life, everything from my divorce to my rebirth to my you know own therapy to uh, coaching thousands on and offline and all of that. Um, so yeah, it means a lot to me. It's a, it's a huge part of my story. And um, I uh, and the flag that I'm waving with, I think that uh, um, it's it's such a great time to have start having these conversations. So if anything, um, pick it up uh, if you think it's great. Buy one for a friend. And um, thank you for listening. Speaking of love, guys, uh, I have a relationship audio course, and it's the same tone as this, super casual. I talk to you like I'm sitting in front of you at a coffee shop. It's called Bulletproof Your Relationship. And let me give you a discount code before I leave. It's GIVE, all caps, G-I-V-E, slashes the auto course uh, to make it half off. It's like the price of a sandwich. And it's like nine hours worth of audio. So many of um, people who are a fan of this podcast uh, um, has also picked that up and have emailed me. And, and they it's been really helpful. So if you have it, um, please continue and finish it. Also, let me know what you think of it. If you don't have it, pick it up. I guarantee you it will help you in some way love harder. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development. ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.